Lesson 12 Away from the Lord For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, my vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer, Psalm 32 verse 4 in ASB. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me, Psalm 51 verse 3 in ASB. How tragic is our experience as believers when we have broken fellowship with the Lord. We are away from the Lord. Fellowship that was once sweet and joyous has turned sour. The joy of salvation has gone, Psalm 51 verse 12. We may wrap something of temporal satisfaction from the passing scene, 2 Timothy 4 verse 10. We may wrap the robe of self-justification about this wretched state by appealing to circumstances. Yet this lamed condition has no inner satisfaction in the present life for a true child of God. Beyond this, there is loss of eternal reward in the life to come, 1 Corinthians 3 verses 14-15. We have despised the love of the Savior, who reproves, disciplines and calls us to repentance, Revelation 3 verse 19. We must see that broken fellowship is a miscarriage of God's purposes for us to be fruitful in this life, John 15 verse 2. We are saved unto a life of good works, Ephesians 2 verse 10, Titus 3 verse 8. To be estranged from God is to make such a life impossible. One ought to consider well the attitude of the Lord Jesus toward fruitless trees, Matthew 12 verse 33, Luke 13 verses 6-9. As disease, pests, and drought blight the trees of earth, so do spiritual scourges blight the intended fruit of God's Spirit. We will do well to heed the call of the Lord, return unto me, and I will return unto you, Malachi 3 verse 7. The Christian world commonly uses the word backsliding to refer to this condition of broken fellowship. It is amazing how often it is used to explain the conduct of those who show little evidence of being regenerated to a new life in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Yet we should note that the word backsliding is not even used in the New Testament. Its occurrence is confined to the books of Jeremiah and Hosea, with the possible exception of Proverbs 14 verse 14. It is used especially of Israel as a nation far from God, not of individuals out of fellowship. It basically describes a condition of apostasy, rejection of the faith, and is so translated in such verses as Jeremiah 5 verse 6 8 verse 5 of 14 colon 7 and Hosea 14 verse 4 in SB. Considering Hebrews 6 verses 4 to 6, 2 Peter 2 verses 20 to 22 and Jude 5 to 19, one scarcely would describe a child of God as an apostate. Contextually then these Old Testament verses which use the word backsliding do not generally describe true believers. Out of fellowship or unsaved. The first consideration in examining the life of one who claims to be a Christian but whose ways do not confirm the claim is to look for genuine conversion. Are we born again? The question is not whether we once prayed a prayer and asked Jesus into our heart, or whether we worked with some Christian group, or whether we were a member of some local fellowship. The question is, did we receive the Holy Spirit when we believed? Acts 19 verse 2 in ASB. If we did not, then we are not born again. How can we be sure? If we continue to be sexually immoral, drunken, a thief, or a jealous, envious, angry troublemaking person, we will never inherit the kingdom of God, no matter how sure we are of salvation, 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9-10, Galatians 5 verses 20-21. If we say we know the Lord Jesus but do not keep his commandments, God says we are a liar, 1 John 2 verse 4. But who of us always keeps these commandments, says the objector. Of course, no one does this sinlessly. According to 1 John 3 verses 7-9, in ASB, it is a 
practice of sin or continuing in sin that is in view. There is no example in Scripture other than the Lord Jesus of a sinless person. The rest of us still sin and, therefore, must confess and forsake sin to maintain fellowship with God, 1 John 1 verses 9-10. Thus a distinction is made between single-action sin and the practice of sin. Therefore, we must make sure our life and testimony support our claim to be born again. If in doubt, we must submit ourselves to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and turn from our sin. We must have a relationship with God before speaking of broken fellowship. Causes of Broken Fellowship There can be no fellowship with God if we walk in darkness, 1 John 1 verse 6. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long, Psalm 32 verse 3 in ASB. The sin of sinner and saint alike always has the effect of separating from God. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear, Isaiah 59 verse 2. One may cease to abide in Christ. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch, and dries up, John 15 verse 6 in ASB. What begins as wrong priorities and neglect of fellowship with God soon moves to decline in interest, loss of commitment and then absorption in the things of this life, Matthew 13 verse 22. A later stage is reached when one begins dabbling in questionable things, is drawn away by lust, James 1 verse 14, and finally commits flagrant sin. New Testament examples of broken fellowship are less common than one would suppose. Yet here is a sample of warning symptoms. 1. Loss of love for Christ, Revelation 2 verse 4. Our first love for Christ begets a deep appreciation for Him and a warm zeal. It is like the love between an engaged couple and is one that God cherishes, Jeremiah 2 verse 2. When we let this change to indifference and take Him for granted, much more than the honeymoon is over. We are in danger of becoming like the lukewarm person whom the Lord Jesus promises to spit out of His mouth, Revelation 3 verses 15 to 16. 2. Bad Attitudes, Ephesians 4 verse 31, Hebrews 12 verse 15. Some bitter attitude, rather than forgiveness and reconciliation, may be left to linger. Argument and turmoil may replace kindness and peace within. Resentments toward God and man become like ugly weeds in the soul. 3. Lacks Conscience, 1 Corinthians 11 verses 28 to 29. If we do not judge sin in our lives, God will judge it for us. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 31. He will discipline us that we may be partakers of His holiness, Hebrews 12 verse 10. We must be sensitive toward God and His claim upon our lives and conduct. As one has said, keep short accounts with God. 4. Worldliness, Titus 2 verse 12. The system of values, morals, power, pride and ambition which pertains to this world scene has no part with Christ, nor should we have part with it, John 17 verse 14. We are instructed to forsake worldly desire and to live unto godliness in this present age. The desire to accumulate possessions is a part of that system and it is ruinous, 1 Timothy 6 verse 9. When we love the world system, rather than recognizing its ugliness and passing nature, we are disobeying God, 1 John 2 verses 15 to 17. Consuming our time with worldly activities is also a danger sign. 5. Missing Church Meetings, Hebrews 10 verse 25. When we love Christ, we love His people. When we love His people we want to be with them. People can be away from the Lord while still attending services. 
Yet it is a bad sign when departure from God has reached the point of neglecting the assembling of ourselves together at the church meetings. It was the custom of the Lord Jesus to be in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, Luke 4 verse 16. It is never recorded that he used the excuse that it was not necessary to do this to be in fellowship with God. 6. Unbelief, Mark 16 verse 14. When we refuse to believe what God has said, or to lay hold of it because of hardness of heart, we justify his solemn rebuke. Where is your faith, was his frequent challenge, Luke 8 verse 25. Direct disobedience to God, such as marrying a non-Christian, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, is an evidence of unbelief. Other symptoms include the neglect of our devotional time alone with God, the failure to confess Christ openly before men and withholding of resources from the needy or the servants of God. Immaturity and carnality, pleasing the flesh, is the seedbed of estrangement from God, 1 Corinthians 3 verses 1-3. Cost of Broken Fellowship Once we understand the difference between relationship and fellowship, we need not fear that a breach with God will cause loss of salvation. We will not come into judgment for our sins because we have been set apart through the once-for-all offering of the body of Jesus Christ on the cross, Hebrews 10 verse 10. We will not come into judgment for sins because we have passed from death to life, John 5 verse 24. That being the case, why not enjoy our salvation and the world as well? Why worry about sin if Jesus has paid for it all? God forbid such thinking, Romans 6 verses 1 to 2. It is symptomatic of a loss of perspective about eternity and the love of God. The consequences of fellowship broken through sin are enough to make us pause, if not tremble. 1. To you. There is the possibility of ruining your testimony. The unsaved will trample it underfoot as so much salt without flavor, Matthew 5 verse 13. You will come under the discipline of God, Hebrews 12 verses 5 to 7. You may experience emotional distress, physical illness, even death, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 30. You may lose opportunities for service. You may lose the joy of salvation, Psalm 51 verse 12. The scriptures no longer will come alive as you read or hear them. You pray, but he does not hear, Psalm 66 verse 18, for the heavens have turned to brass. Fellowship with other believers is no longer the same. Satisfaction goes out of even the simple pleasures of life. You will lose reward at the judgment seat of Christ for the wood, hay, and stubble with which you are building your life, 1 Corinthians 3 verses 12-15. You may become a shipwreck on the shores of life, 1 Timothy 1 verse 19. 2. To others. You will put a stumbling block in the way of believers who have looked to you for an example, Romans 14 verse 13. You may give the unsaved an occasion to reject Christ because you became one of the hypocrites in the church. You may cause the loss of life of someone close to you, 2 Samuel 12 verse 14, or those under your responsibility, 1 Chronicles 21 verses 14 and 17. 3. To God. You will bring reproach upon the name of Christ, 1 Timothy 5 verse 14. The unconverted can sneer at the Lord because of the conduct of those who profess to be his followers, 2 Samuel 12 verse 14. You testify by a lagging or wayward life that you have no real devotion to the blessed one who loved you and gave himself for you. He is nothing to you. Do you now say that nothing matters in life as long as you are saved? Cure for Broken Fellowship God will not leave us to despair if the calamity of being away from God has occurred. 
However, the enemy may tempt us to give up. In his book, There's a Way Back to God, William MacDonald characterizes the voice of doom with these phrases, it's hopeless. There's absolutely no use trying. You might as well give up. All you can do is cooperate with the inevitable. Things could never be the same anyway. You've sinned away your day of opportunity. You've passed the point of no return. Of course, this is a denial of the Word of God for one who is the child of God. To begin with, nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, Romans 8 verses 38 to 39. We are never rejected from His family for misconduct, John 10 verse 28. In the second place, He is the great shepherd of the sheep. He will ever seek those who stray, Luke 15 verse 4. The Lord sought Adam while he was still seeking to hide from God, Genesis 3 verses 8 to 9. He is the God of recovery. He found Adam and restored him. He sought out David and restored him. 2 Samuel 12 verse 13, and gave him lasting rejoicing which is enshrined in the Psalms for our comfort, Psalm 32 verses 1 to 2. He restored Peter with a triple confession which blotted out the memory of his triple denial, John 21 verses 15 to 17. What is the road to restoration? We begin at the point where we got off the track. We confess and forsake our sin, Proverbs 28 verse 13. He will not despise a broken and contrite spirit, Psalm 51 verse 17, Isaiah 57 verse 15. We repent and do the deeds we did at first, Revelation 2 verse 5. We must bring forth fruit, deeds, in keeping with our professed repentance, Matthew 3 verse 8. Confessions which do not involve forsaking sin and changing our lives are empty words. We need to deal with sin root and branch. We must cry out to God with deep sincerity just as we see in Psalm 51. Can we be sure that He will forgive us? We have only to believe His word on this point. He will have mercy and abundantly pardon, Isaiah 55 verse 7. He will bind us up and heal the wounds, Hosea 6 verse 1. His way is to deal with sin and then be done with it. There may be temporal consequences, such as debts, unholy alliances, sinful children, and damaged health. Yet we can have sweet fellowship once again with Him who loves our souls. That is the priceless possession that we forfeited so lightly, then regained with such pain. Those who fear they have committed the unpardonable sin, Matthew 12 verses 22-32, should study the words of our Savior carefully. The widespread fear of this sin is heaviest with those who have the least knowledge of what it is. The wicked men of Jesus' day said that his miracles were done by the power of the devil rather than by the power of the Spirit of God. Their willful refusal to believe those works of God and their insult to the Spirit were the works of ungodly men, not believers. Commitment to Unbroken Fellowship the blessedness of restoration should not tempt us to believe that straying from God has an easy remedy always available. We should learn a lesson which will prevent any repetition. We should resolve to stay close to God. If we have dealt thoroughly with sin in major areas that have stumbled us, recurrence is less likely. Yet the one who thinks that he stands secure should take heed lest he fall, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. We must learn to hate sin as that which brought suffering to our Lord Jesus and which has ruined the lives of millions and cast many into hell. We need a healthy fear or awe of God, which will not trifle with His holiness or presume upon His grace. We must learn to abide in Christ and to draw daily from the spiritual resources available in Him. Day by day, 
We must learn to draw near unto God and know that He, in turn, will draw near unto us. James 4 verse 8. Then our new perspective on life will reflect the desire to live daily only for the glory of Him who loved us so deeply and gave Himself for us so sacrificially. Hopefully, He will restore unto us the years that the locust hath eaten. Joel 2 verse 25, the wasting of precious days which could have been spent for the kingdom of God. Away from the Lord. L. What are the tests of being a real Christian in the following verses? Romans 10 verses 9 to 10. 1 John 3 verse 14. Galatians 5 verses 22 to 24, 1 John 37. Why is it important to establish reasonable assurance that a person is a Christian before labeling him as out of fellowship or backslider? 2. Identify the causes of broken fellowship in the following verses, and make a specific application as to how these might apply today. 1 John 2 verses 15 to 16. 3. What did David do that caused him to turn from God? 2 Samuel 11 verses 1 to 4. 4. What does a person usually do after committing a sin if he does not immediately confess it? 2 Samuel 11 verses 5 to 17, Proverbs 25 verses 5 to 6. What method does God often use to get the attention of someone out of fellowship? 2 Samuel 12 verses 1 to 7. 5. From the following verses write a brief definition of confession, Psalm 32 verse 5, 38 verse 18, 66 verse 18, Proverbs 28 verse 13. How have you applied this in your own life? 6. What steps did David take that brought him back to God? Psalm 51 verses 1 to 10. List the steps. 7. Some people get the idea that a Christian can sin and get away with it. What did David's sin cost him? 8. What may happen to someone who does not confess and forsake his sin? 1 Corinthians 5 verses 3 to 5. 9. When we truly repent, God promises to restore the years the locusts have eaten, Joel 2 verse 25. How do the following references illustrate this principle in the life of David? 10. In your own experience, what have you found has helped you get back on the right track when you were away from the Lord? What aspects of preventive maintenance are indicated in the following verses? Romans 12 9b Romans 14 verses 22-23